0: Radio Drome. Do I even need to always say and it's radio drome considering I just say it in our open there? It's kind of That's redundant. You? That's me? <laughs> yeah, um, imagine that. As you can hear, Brad and Brian are here. Brad and no. Brian. No. <laughs> Real Brian. Real Brad. We have kind of a divisive topic tonight, but let's let's get the Adam and Eve promo out of the way. Go to Adam and Use the promo code DROME, you get 50% off of a single item, three free DVDs, free shipping in the United States, and a free mystery gift, and the numbers are way down. So if you guys are not using the code for yourself, tell somebody else about the code or print up a little flyer and put it up at work. Now, I sent you guys a list of just an asinine website that had the 20 greatest cult filmmakers of all time. Did you guys each take a look at this list?
1: I never read anything you send me.
0: You've you've <laughs> already used that joke before except you asked me to send you this one so screw off.
1: <laughs> I was kidding. I was asking you ironically. Oh, you
0: hipster suck you. <laughs> so did did you have a chance to take a look at his list? I did. I did. Uh yeah, yeah, it's uh it's it's a doozy here. And now I'm not even going to say what website it's on because why should we give him the traffic our show will generate, right? Yeah, seriously do not promote this guy. He He's an asshole. Well, you you saw the way he tried to handle my telling him he's wrong. And I yeah. and okay, I can be derisive. I was pretty diplomatic in my response, wasn't I, guys? Yeah. As far as I could tell. <laughs> what this guy did is, like I said, the greatest, the 20 greatest cult movie directors of all time, and he listed them in no particular order. Now, to be fair, there are about three or four ones on this list that I would consider yes, they are absolutely are. a cult film director. Yeah, there are. But his his idea of a cult film is so twisted that to him, James Cameron and Steven Spielberg and George Lucas would qualify as cult filmmakers. My definition of a cult film would be a film that usually, not always, but usually did not come from a major studio and did not come from a major budget, that failed upon initial release and has a very devoted cult built around it after a period of time. Not a film like Scarface, which he uses as the definition of a cult film, which was a hit upon release, it was a hit upon cable, a hit upon video, it's a hit today, it's more popular today than it ever was, that to him is a cult film.
1: Well, there can be some exceptions in that regard. I think I think there are plenty of movies that are mainstream, done by a studio, but I think that there are plenty that can still be considered Cult films, because a, a mainstream movie could come out by a major studio, but doesn't doesn't. It's not a hit. It doesn't find its audience. But then over time, does like like okay, like something like Office Space. I, um, I was
0: going to use the example of Buckaroo Banzai or Big Trouble in Little China. Big, both big both of those house. were studio releases. Both flopped, and they became cult films later.
1: Big Big Lebowski, I would use that for. But I also think that there are exceptions to in the case that a movie could have done well when it came out. Like it could could have done just fine. Its audience is still very much a cult audience. Like it has uh, an audience for it can still have the traits of a cult film. Like uh, like how okay, like how Holy Grail is kind of considered a cult film. That movie was a hit when it came out. That movie did fine, but, but
0: Scarface. It,
1: Scar, okay, yeah, Scarface. Scarface. I can sort of see. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but that one, I, I can maybe wrap my head around a little bit. Like because, yeah, the movie it got mixed reviews when it came out, and it did fine, and it did well, but it, it certainly did gain a bigger audience over time, much like a cult film does. But his definition
0: of a cult film would include E.T. and Star Wars.
1: That I don't agree with. Yeah, those I don't agree
0: with. Those are just, see, his thing is, he keeps confusing, to me anyway, a popular film with a cult film. He yeah. seems to kind of group them together. And then one of his defenses, because it was really funny, on this website, so many people started telling him why he was wrong that he first locked the comments so nobody else could comment, which I thought was really funny.
1: Oh, so Donald Trump made this list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and second, he kept pointing out, every time someone would point out, like, Bruno Mattai or John Waters... Or...
1: Those are cult film directors, right? Those he are he he kept,
0: but he kept pointing out, no, those are B movie directors, and he called he actually called us idiots at one point. You people keep confusing B movies with cult films, and it's like they can be
1: one and the same. Yes, can be, it's it's not one or the other. They can be one in the same. A lot of them are B movies. They they just they just are. You know, that's like, say, like, oh, that's not a horror film, that's a gore film, or whatever. It's like, they, they can be one and the same. Like, so, yeah, there there are a lot of low-budget directors, B-movie directors, that are cult film directors. That's kind of how they sort of become cult classics. That's not always the case. There's plenty of big-budget movies done by mainstream companies that later on go, go on to, to find their audience and become cult classics. That does happen. That definitely does happen, too with movies that really weren't made to have a very 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 huge audience but then eventually did
0: so brian would you agree with us what we said or do you have a either narrower or wider definition of a cult film wide no. so wide <laughs> <It's> gaping uh <laughs> <laughs> love that word no uh <laughs> no i, I I, I kind of more or less agree with uh, with kind of your guys' viewpoint is that, yeah, typically, like, if I'm thinking of a cult classic, is, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of a movie that didn't really find its its niche market necessarily mm-hmm. upon initial release, but uh, on the secondary market just really took off. I mean, yeah. And, and, yeah, kind of like you point out, like like, there are some exceptions to that. I mean, look at the... Near fanatical fan base that like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas has. It, it was it, it did reasonably well when it came out, and it's only yeah. gotten more popular over time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, typically when I when I think of a, a crowd that you know it, when I when I think of a cult movie like like that's where like like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't really consider like Scarface like you know using that example from before because I mean it, typically like they have these movies seem to have more of like an underground following like people you know are into them and yeah and you know they're they're just kind of like like you can find merchandise and stuff for them but it's not typically just like going to any store anywhere in the freaking country that has like scarface on it or some parody image of like family guy or the simpsons or mario
1: plenty of movies that are cult movies nowadays that you can go to a Walmart and find a shirt for. You can go to Walmart and find a Jeff Lebowski shirt. Right, but I it. think an
0: example of what Brian was talking about would be Buckaroo Banzai.
1: Mm-hmm. Failed
0: miserably upon its release. Keep in mind, this is still movie. this is still 1984 yes. when I'm referring to this. The yeah. highest selling VHS of all time up to that point. It found its audience on video on yeah. HBO. It uh-huh. did not in the theater. And a cult built up around Buckaroo Bonsai. That's a cult film.
1: Yes, I I agree.
0: So let's take a look at this guy's list. We're going to go in the order that he has them listed, which he says is no particular order. Now, this first Mm -hmm. one, I I didn't have a problem with.
1: Are you talking about number one? Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Alexandro... Alondra Jordowski.
0: Yes, that absolutely a cult director. I I don't Mm -hmm. disagree with that at all. Then he pisses all that goodwill away with the second one. Oliver Stone...
1: He's, he's confused, like, these, you know, there is a common trait with the directors on here, like Oliver Stone, Scorsese, Kubrick, and stuff like that. There's a common trait among them that, yes, these directors have at least one cult film that they have made, whether it's Oliver Stone with something like, you know, like The Hand or something like that, or Scorsese with After Hours, there are directors on here that certainly do have a cult film to their name, but that doesn't make them cult film directors. If they had consistently put out movies, not necessarily exactly like that, but if everything else in their filmography had had that same kind of following that those type of movies do, that they had that same kind of response, that same kind of very small audience build up to it, yeah, that would be one thing. But we're talking like one or two movies on these people list. That doesn't that doesn't overall make them that doesn't overall make him a cult film director. That's like saying Martin Scorsese is a comedic director because he made After Hours.
0: Well, see, I I love his... He lists for Oliver Stone what he calls the cult movies. Natural Born Killers, The Doors, Talk Radio, U-Turn, and Wall Street.
1: I would agree with U-Turn.
0: U-Turn, maybe. Wall Street? No. Natural Born Killers, The Doors? Not a chance.
1: They have have traits, uh, or Natural Born Killers has traits, of what uh, what a lot of cult films do. Same with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Segue after Natural Born Killers, but same with Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's movies certainly. And I would say Reservoir Dogs is a cult film. Um, I was going to when
0: we when we got to Tarantino, I was going to say that's his only one that I consider a cult film is Reservoir.
1: His movies have traits of them. You know that they, they really do. Kill Bill, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown. They really all do, but they all start out with their audience, you know?
0: He has it, a built-in audience right Right off the bat. Yeah, well, it, yeah. It, and I think with, with him, though, and I'm sure we'll cover it more when we get down to him, but, but with him, I think it's because he more or less styles all of his movies kind of after all these actual cult films that are out there. Which, in a way, to somebody who's not in the know, I think is what confuses the, the whole cult thing. Because Tarantino's films feel like a cult film
1: yeah. But I think, in a way, yeah. and
0: this is not me bashing Tarantino because keep in mind, I love Reservoir Dogs and Jackie Brown, but they're almost manufactured cult films. And he's not the I only one think, that does that.
1: I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I don't think he makes them with the intent for them to be to, to like bomb and then later on find an audience. I don't think that. I think that his movies, I think that there's a difference in manufactured camp an homage and Tarantino I very much consider to be homage to what he's inglorious bastard an homage to the exploitation World War two flicks a Django Unchained that's coming out I that's 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 what I feel when I watch his movies I don't look at his movies as manufactured camp I look at I look at um, asylum movies as that I look yeah. at uh, I look at um, what was that what was that serpent surf- Psycho Beach party is that what it's called
0: yeah that. that that was that was specifically designed to be camp for camp's sake that or, or, or even or, uh, the, the lost skeleton of the uh, lost skeleton of Kadavra.
1: cadaver thank you that one that's there's a huge difference between that and what Tarantino does, and sure they both can be homage, certainly, but Tarantino I think is very much more in the homage category than he is trying to manufacture that he is trying to fake something, that he is trying to do something like that. It seems more like he legitimately is wanting to make a movie like that. Oh, I'd absolutely opposed, agree with that. To, as opposed to mocking it.
0: No, see, I'd absolutely agree with that. And I think in some cases, like Pulp Fiction, it wasn't very subtle. In Jackie Brown, it was so subtle, it felt like that movie was a 70s heist film. and it was, But it was subtle enough that it didn't come across as in your face
1: yeah kind of i i don't know if it's any i don't know if it's any more or less subtle than than pulp fiction i i mean in something that's where it's obvious what they're doing i don't think that that's always necessarily bad i don't think that tarantino does that bad i i like pulp fiction a lot and you can tell what he's doing with it same with Inglorious bastard you can with that movie it, it is obvious i don't know if there's anything too subtle about what he's doing. I haven't seen, that's the one film I haven't seen. It's subtle in the way in subtle, it's subtle in the way that it's not parody. He really is he really, these are movies, these are movies, these are real characters they're real characters saying real things doing pretty serious stuff so it's, uh, I don't consider it to be necessarily uh, uh, parody, so I think that, that it's it's subtle in that, it takes itself seriously
0: Well then the next on the list, and this is one that I'm a little divided on I think, Uh I think this next guy absolutely started out as a cult director and in 1986 never went back. And that's David Cronenberg. I'd Uh, say all his pre-Fly stuff, absolutely uh, cult films. You know, Shivers, The Brood, Videodrome, those things, absolutely cult films. But after the Fly remake, he started playing in Hollywood and was making Hollywood movies.
1: Well, but then he—that's not all. He's made sense. I mean, he had Crash and Existence. I—I I, I don't know how much of an audience those movies have built up over time, but those certainly weren't mainstream to the sense that The Fly was.
0: Right. Yeah, Existence was one that I, I've always enjoyed, but it's—I mean, I've—I've I've never gone out of my way to really enjoy it, and I—I don't—I don't really know many people that have.
1: That's—that's yeah, that's one
0: I haven't seen yet. I've seen Crash. And for whatever reason I have exit extends, and I just have not gotten around to watching it
1: it's i I saw it once I remember liking it i I haven't seen it since but I there was that cool scene where he makes that gun out of chicken bones <laughs> that was that was pretty good i I remember kind of liking it
0: okay then next we have one this is the first one that made me go no not a chance this guy's never been a cult director and that's Stanley Kubrick I think <laughs> the guy's a good director don't get me oh, wrong I
1: think he's one of the I think He's but arguably the greatest director, but
0: a cult director, not a chance.
1: Yeah, the only one that I that has traits, the only one that really kind of has traits of that, even with the even with its audience too, because it has a very select audience, would be Clockwork Orange. Uh, I,
0: I, w- I wouldn't say so. I mean, all of his movies are, are have been pretty popular, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, yeah, like like Brad said, Clockwork Orange kind of has, you know a bit of a feel in there, but, Mm. but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't know that I would ever even consider putting him on a list. If I was writing one down, it's just, it's, it's just an odd choice. Like they just, it's like they this guy just chose someone who's like, well, I really like his movies and they're kind of, Uh odd, so obviously they're cult movies. Well, the next guy, again, this one's a little divided and that's Lynch. I think he, he is a cult director, but he doesn't want to be.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, I that would consider, I agree with. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah uh, Dave, a lot of David Lynch is definitely a racer head. Dune, uh, definitely. Um, it, Twin Peaks is often considered a cult show. Oh, it, it um, is because it was a yeah. failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's got Twin Peaks. That's often called a cult TV series, and I I, I agree with it. But uh, I'd cons- I would consider Lost Highway to be a cult film. What about, um, Blue, what about Blue Velvet? Blue Velvet, that really has always kind of had its audience. I mean, it, obviously, I believe it's grown over time. It, it certainly had, Blue Velvet's my favorite of all of his movies. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but it's certainly a movie that, that was very appreciated by critics and the audiences who saw it when it came out. And sure, there were some that didn't like it, but that's going to be the case with any David Lynch oh, yeah. movie.
0: I I would consider like honestly I I kind of put him in the same category as like uh, Kubrick above him here on the list is that I mean they're are definitely directors that a lot of their movies do have sort of uh, fanatical followings but I wouldn't really call them cult followings I mean maybe so, I, with with Lynch yeah like like his early stuff like yeah really early stuff or uh, or maybe something like like Inland Empire because that's that's a but even with Inland Empire that's a movie that was made. With no one in mind, like that—that that was a movie yeah. that was just made because just he because had footage, just, just yeah. because. Like, yeah, it, it was a, ma- a movie he made for himself. He's the sole audience for that film, so I, I don't even really yeah. think that you could consider that a cult film. Because, it, I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't like it was aimed at anyone. Hey, at least mm-hmm. Terrence Malick's not on this list.
1: <laughs> I'm—I I'm would very surprised. I, <laughs> I would consider him to be a cult director more than I would. More than I would a lot of the other people on here. Because his cult his cult is critics and no one else.
0: <laughs> Whereas Tommy Wiseau is just the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our next one is a director. I love this guy's work. He's made two films I did not like, and I've loved everything else. None of them are cult films, and that's David Fincher.
1: Fight Club, I would say, is a cult film.
0: I don't know. Fight Club was popular when it came Fight out. Club it made Bob, money.
1: Fight Club bombed when it came out. It only made 30-some million dollars. It was very mixed. Audiences were very torn about that movie. Over time, that became very much a classic film of that era.
0: But Alien 3 and The Game and 7, I mean, he he points out, he even points out Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and The Social Network as cult films. No, no, they're not. No, not at all. I think Fincher the only two movies he's done I haven't liked, Keep in mind I still have not seen Girl with a Dragon Tattoo yet, but I just got the DVD. But I did not like the game in Alien Three.
1: I like the game. I like the game as preposterous as that movie is, I like it. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun.
0: But it's like seven is brilliant, but it's not a cult film. Fight Club, eh, I'll I'll kinda defer to Brad on that one. Social Network, I really liked it a lot, but it's not yeah, a so it's not I. a cult film.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and it, the, the guy he actually puts in his description, like Stanley Kubrick, F- Fincher is a visionary that adds a special level level of authenticity to every project he touches. So that makes him a cult director.
1: Every di- uh, mo- mo- great, great direct, great directors all have their traits as a director. They do. That it doesn't make him a cult director. It just means. Yeah, may- if like they're... an actor, an actor has their traits and their tics as an actor. It doesn't make him a
0: cult actor. Yeah, right. if, if a director doesn't do something unique enough to where you can tell it wasn't just some random person directing it, then I I don't feel they were doing their job well enough. Like like with yeah, with Fincher, it's Sean Levy, yeah, like with with David Fincher, like every single movie he's done, you can watch it even if you don't know it's one of his movies. You know it's one of his movies. Like you, they just they feel have that feeling. Our next one is Tarantino, which we've already pretty much hit on. So let's go to the one after Tarantino, which again I would have never called this guy a cult director, and that's Roman Polanski.
1: Again, a guy who has credits to him that I would consider to be cult films, like The Tenant. But Tenant, but, but, I but really like would. he, but he points
0: but, out like Chinatown and Rosemary's yeah, yeah. Baby. Those are not cult films.
1: No, no. Yeah. It's what we were talking about earlier with the other guys, too. It's that. Yeah, I I would say that he has titles to him that are cult films. I don't think that makes him a cult director, especially when a majority of his work, you know, um, is you you got Chinatown in there. You got uh, the pianist, stuff like that.
0: Don't get me wrong. They're good movies, movies, but they're not cult movies.
1: The Two Jakes is more of a cult movie than Chinatown.
0: And that was a failure, a massive one.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, I like it.
0: Oh, no, I didn't say it was a bad flick, and I, I'm yeah. really disappointed it failed because I wanted to see the 1980s, You know, when Jake moved into the... or what would have been the 70s at that point. So I yeah, think The Two yeah, Jakes yeah. was in the 60s, right?
1: I believe... I believe, man, I believe so. The first that's, one was that's...
0: the 50s, and I think they jumped 10 years. They were going to okay. jump 10 years with each movie, I think.
1: Oh, that would have been great.
0: Now the next one... I have to admit, I've never seen anything outside of this guy's Masters of Horror episode, so I'm going to remain silent on Takahashi Mickey.
1: Brian, you've seen more of his movies than I have.
0: Cult director oh, or not?
1: I saw, uh, did he
0: do Machine Girl? Uh, no, no, no. That was, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 oh, the, oh, the next guy on the list, uh, Nishimura. I was, I was oh, going right. to say, it's probably the next guy who, I'm, I would butcher his name anyway. But no, uh, 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 Takashi Mike, He did like a uh, audition, uh, which I would maybe consider. Like, I don't know how that one initially did over in Japan. Oh, oh but uh,
1: I, 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 uh, I need to correct myself. I accidentally skipped ahead. I thought you were talking about the next guy. The I, I thought you guys were talking about the next guy, the one right after him. No, no, no. Yeah, Takashi Miike. Yeah, I've seen quite a few of
0: his stuff. I've only seen his Masters of Horror, which was disturbing as hell. I'll tell you that. I, I'd
1: call him a cult director.
0: Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, he, he's got some good credits, but like some of them are definitely, I, I well, I wouldn't exactly say they're easily, uh, digestible by the, yeah, by, by the mainstream, like, like Ichi the Killer is, uh, it, it's a, it's a pretty brutal movie in all, all honesty. Like, it's not like, uh, like the next guy, Nishimura, it's not like his extreme, like, Jay Gore stuff that he does, but, yeah. uh. But yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's definitely not for for most people. And uh, Visitor Q was one I, I've only seen it once, and it's it's almost beyond reason. Like it, it kind of <laughs> is that a like, go- is that a good thing or a bad thing though, Brian? Well, I'd almost have to put it in the same category that I'd put like Inland Empire, in that it's it's a movie that I just I cannot tell who the hell the audience could have possibly been for this movie? Like, it's almost just kind of like shock cinema for the sake of it, you know? <laughs> so, and again, like, it's it's one, like, I'm sure that there probably is a, a following for it. Uh, I uh, It's one of his that I've seen that I'm not a huge fan of, but uh-huh. so would it be, I'm sure would it, be safe it does to, have somebody. Would it be safe to, to wrap Mike and Nishimura kind of together as, yes, those two both do qualify as cult directors? I'd say, but uh, I'd almost put it in more of a separate category, sort of like how like you can distinguish between horror and J horror. I, I think it's almost kind of one of those things. Cause like with uh, with the next guy, Ryan a... is
1: always trying to put the Asians in separate categories.
0: You <laughs> 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 racist, you! Hey, <laughs> it's turned around on me. <laughs> yeah, because that's a surprise at this point. <laughs> True uh Nishimura his stuff is is more uh like well well Mike's is more uh over the top violence in sort of a uh a surreal manner uh Nishimura's stuff is just just out and out to be the most kind of like raunchy sort of horror you can you can come up with all right well then the next one is a director who we all know I don't like but and that's Tim Burton. I would say that he started off as a cult director with the short film yeah. Vincent, and definitely his Alfred Hitchcock Presents, has got it feels like a cult film, the Alfred Hitchcock Presents uh-huh. he directed. But Beetlejuice? No. Mars Attacks? No. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands? No. Mars
1: Attacks, I could, Mars Attacks I could kind of give it to a little bit. Uh, I think that he has a cult audience.
0: I, I think people that like cult movies tend to like a lot of his, but yeah. I, I would never like like the guy lists big fish no I, no I would exactly call that a cult movie <laughs> like i don't i don't think there's going to be some theater showing like like oh man we got midnight releases scheduled this week we got rocky horror next week big fish uh-huh. I, mean, I, I can't see that ever happening
1: yeah i mean his his movies certainly look his movies certainly have a look to them that look like a lot, like your stereotypical cult film uh but they don't have they don't kind of get that reputation the same way that a lot of others do. Tim Burton, like I said earlier, he has he has a very 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 cult audience, but there's a difference between I think there's a there is a difference between saying something has a cult audience than it being necessarily a cult film or a cult classic, let's say.
0: And then I'm a little torn on the next guy. The next guy definitely started off with a cult film. But then he moved into the mainstream, and he's never really left that. And that's Kevin Smith. Clerks, absolutely a cult film.
1: I would say, I would say,
0: Mallrats. Eh, Mallrats, maybe. Mallrats
1: Dog- was a critical and commercial failure when it came out.
0: But, but Dogma, Chasing Amy and uh, Zack and Miri and Jersey Girl and Cop Out not a chance those are not cult films
1: yeah it's kind of the same way we were talking about Tim Burton where he certainly has a he certainly has a very devoted cult audience that doesn't necessarily make the movies cult films a lot of them him i could i under, i this one more than a lot of others i can i can wrap my brain around a little bit because he I mean, he does. He does like Tim Burton. He he does. I think he certainly does have that that kind of built-in cult audience, like like Tim Burton does. Uh, but he's he's he has at least done a few that I would certainly consider to be to be cult films.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with with that for the most part. Like, like he he's definitely started off in that room, Like like kind of like Brad mentioned. Like I I consider at least Clerks and Morrats to be. Yeah. Cult. Uh,
1: even yeah, honestly, even uh, I, I would kind of say Clerks too
0: a little bit. Um, but kind of outside of that, though, like I, I wouldn't really consider the rest of them. The next guy, absolutely a cult director, up until the early '90s, and that is Sam Raimi. All his '80s movies, absolutely cult films. Dark Man? not so much. Quick and the Dead, not so much. Anything Sam Raimi's done since about 1990. I'd have to go, not so much.
1: I, I understand. the gift.
0: <laughs> no, not the gift. <laughs> Although Keanu Reeves was surprisingly good in that. He was really good in that. <laughs> he really shocked me with that performance, I have to say. That yeah. got me there. Yeah. <laughs> but Sam Raimi's early films, absolutely. I mean, like Crime Wave, that's a cult film. Obviously, oh, yeah. Evil Dead 1 and 2, cult films.
1: Army of Darkness.
0: Eh, Army, of Dar-
1: Army of Darkness bombed when it came out. It developed an audience over time years after it had come out. It was not a popular movie with critics the, the same way as the other ones were.
0: But I'd say stuff like the like I pointed out Darkman, Quick and the Dead, Spider-Man movies, Drag Me to Hell. No, yeah, I don't agree Those with are Spider-Man not cult films, films at all.
1: I don't ag- I don't agree with Drag Me to Hell. I don't agree. Definitely don't agree with the Spider-Man movies. My god.
0: <laughs> and then Then you've got Brian De Palma. No. That's what
1: I kind of agree
0: with. Uh, I I don't know. First of all, I don't dismiss De Palma right away as, oh, Alfred Hitchcock ripoff like so many people do. I can see what they're talking about, but I think De Palma does have a style, but it very much is, is a mainstream style I think.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's not cult because something that's mainstream can still can still be later be a cult classic. Something that where a director has a distinct style. Bruno Matai has kind of a style to him. You know, Bruno Matai,
0: to to me is a cult director.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of cult directors I would say have a style to them uh, whether it's mainstream or not. What we were talking about earlier, something can be mainstream and still later on find its audience after not necessarily doing very well. I think there's a lot of Brian De Palma movies that are like that.
0: What about you, Brian De Palma? <laughs> Brian De Palma, funny. Huh. <laughs> uh, no, I mean i I don't know if I'd really. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really consider him to be a, a cult director. I mean, he, he's he's got a Maybe one or two that I like, uh, like *Phantom of the Paradise*. I I I would maybe consider a cult film. Yeah, I'll I'll give you *Phantom of the Paradise*. Uh, Yeah, but say uh, I
1: would say *Body Double*. I would say *Dressed to Kill*.
0: Yeah, just just to kill, I can get behind because yeah, I mean that, that one. I, mean, I I was uh, negative three years old when that one came out, so I'm not sure how that. One I, did, I, I will but... not, I will not give you guys Scarface though, which is the argument that the guy who put this I, list I'm, together used. I'm uses. not
1: saying I necessarily agree with Scarface. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I can at least wrap my head around somebody using that as an example.
0: Now this next I... this next guy, maybe when he worked for Roger Corman. And that would be it, and that's Martin Scorsese. Not, Martin Scorsese. A, not a cult director at all to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, out of all the ones, and I love Martin Scorsese. I, I freaking love Martin Scorsese. Uh, but of all the ones on here, I this is one I disagree with the most. He includes uh, Goodfellas, say,
0: Shutter's, Shutter Island, Gangs of New York, and Cape Fear, amongst the reasons that he's a cult director.
1: And he does list one that I would definitely consider to be a, a cult film of his Uh, too I consider after he lists After Hours on here I agree with that but also the king of comedy
0: yeah exactly and so it's like I, I don't know I think the guy lost it with Scorsese because Scorsese makes no sense and the next guy I'm going to go off on so I'll let Brian get Scorsese in before I go off on the next guy <laughs> well keep it brief but uh, yeah uh, Scorsese I, I just can't see that at all really I mean I know there's sort of a, a sort of a a lot of folks that that do go for more of your cult films. Taxi Driver is kind of a favorite in a lot of circles, but I mean, yeah. it's still, it's it's a it's kind of always been a yeah, that was always a, a, a big movie. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, there was never a point where that one was bad, but it's just. I'd say that definitely, like, it, its legacy has has endured longer than most people probably would have figured it would. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a reason to consider it a cult classic. Yeah. All right, and then our next guy. I don't think he deserves to be on a best director's list for any reason. But who, le- who, Ken Russell? Ken Russell. Ken Russell, has- Ken Russell is the reason the term, the book was better, was invented. Because okay. he made his entire career out of wrecking great books when he brought them to the screen he is the reason the book was better was coined and well, especially with what he did and how he absolutely f- altered states up the ass
1: yeah but that that's a different list in and of itself that doesn't determine whether or not something's a cult film
0: i know but that i he doesn't deserve to be on any list of of directors let, I, a, let I, alone but, I mean, how many of his films are cult films? Layer of the White Worm? The, not the really. Devils, the Devils. The, the, the devils, devils and Altered States. That's the only ones I'll give. And, he, and Altered States, was it made a lot of money, but it was not a critical success. What about Tommy? Tommy, I, I okay, Tommy, Tommy I'm on the fence on. That's kind of a totally
1: 50-50. Tommy, I would totally consider Tommy a cult film.
0: I, I'll, yeah. I'll give that one a 50-50. That that one I I'd have to come down on the side of cult too. I mean it's it's as bizarre as they could possibly make a film. I mean I I'd put it honestly on on equal footing with like Phantom of the Paradise I, so as far as like bizarre rock operas go.
1: <laughs> yeah I I don't know if I necessarily disagree with him being on here really. I I think he's got enough to his name that can be put in that category where I don't know if I consider him to be one of the best which i guess is what this list is is the best i i don't know about that but i if you're just saying like okay this is just a list of cult directors i don't know if i necessarily disagree with them being on here really
0: the way he wrecked you guys know how he wrecked altered states right yeah yeah how he Do you know the history of that one brian I I know I've heard things about it before, but I I couldn't tell you any specifics. Basically, after Network, Petty Chayefsky, the guy who wrote the novel for Altered States, had in his contract what is now considered something that would never happen again, absolute final say on his own script. Not a single word of his script could be changed without his written approval. Ken Russell decided he didn't like Chayefsky's script, and he wanted to change it. So... He said, legally, I can't. I cannot change it. So what he did is he went to the actors and said, I'm going to give you my lines. You do them perfectly, and then when you do Chayefsky's lines, mumble them or give massively over-the-top performances. So during editing, they have to use my takes. So not only did all the critics point out, um, why did they change this from the book? And also, they had to pay Chayefsky millions of extra dollars because Ken Russell's ego said, "I want to make this my movie instead of yeah, Chayefsky's I mean, movie." And he he wrecked the novel; he absolutely wrecked it.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't determine whether or not he's a cult director.
0: I know. I'm just saying that's and it it came out years later that he directed the entire movie while drunk.
1: <laughs> well, I've directed drunk before, so I can't fault him for that. But
0: Altered States, thankfully, was the nail in his in his coffin. He never worked in mainstream Hollywood again. He he got banished to TV movies. He, more or less, you look at like the last twenty credits he did; they're all TV movies in the nineties. He, got, ba- he really? got banished. Yeah, he got banished to TV movie hell. Yeah, because his, I've be- only
1: I've only really seen a handful of his. I I like the devils. I I do like the devils. I saw Altered States when I was in high school and. I know that movie has its audience. I didn't really, I I was never a big fan of Altered States.
0: Like I said, Brad, that is the reason the term The Book Was Better was coined. Yeah. Because everything he changed was to the detriment of the film. Because he Uh wanted to make it his, not make a good film. Because he was in that arrogant, he had just come off a, a couple of hits and the fact that he was directing drunk probably explains a lot of it. But you know that he, that he he thought he was that you know I am the director. I'm not going to have I, I, any writer tell me what I can do.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, like I, uh, you know, yeah, I, I could see that because I I directed Midnight Heat while drunk and I changed so much stuff from the book.
0: <laughs> ah, the books, <laughs> the books sucked originally. <laughs> it was for the better. Now the next, this next guy. I'm going to have to defer to both of you. I've never seen a film Darren Aronofsky's made, so...
1: Oh, yeah? You might actually like some of them. I like Darren Aronofsky, all right. So
0: I- I'm going to have to defer. You guys fight over, is he a cult director or not?
1: Well, I think he's got enough to his name that... Uh, Pi, I would definitely consider to be one. Even oh, the definitely, fountain, yeah. The Fountain, uh, really, I would... Uh, Requiem for a Dream certainly has its cult audience. That 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 actually did develop a, a bigger audience over like it was Black it was Swan. Highly, it was highly acclaimed when it came out, but it, it definitely built up a bigger audience over time. Black Swan, I don't know, but uh, I don't think enough time has really passed for that. What, I can see him being on here.
0: What about you, Brian? On on Aronofsky? Oh yeah, I I would definitely agree with him because I mean, I I would put more of his films in in sort of a cult or at least cult following status than, than ones I wouldn't cause like, yeah, uh, pie requiem, uh, yeah. The fountain, all ones I'd put in there, maybe not like the wrestler. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, didn't he, didn't he write like the first Batman, didn't he write Batman begins or something? No, uh, no, he was, yeah, he he was originally tapped to, uh, okay. to, to do a Batman film before they went to Nolan. I think he was going to do more of like a Batman year one, uh, yeah. script i just remember reading something about that yeah his, his was his was gonna be uh it was still gonna be a dark reboot but it was gonna be going more off of, like the batman year one comic kind of having him start off like with nothing uh i think like his first costume was like just like uh a stocking cap like some uh some like catcher's padding and like a baseball bat <laughs> Uh, that that guy, uh, actually, at the beginning of Dark Knight, that's masquerading as Batman was oh, yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. what his movie was going to be. <laughs> All right, now the next guy, I'd say not a chance, and that would be Danny Boyle.
1: I don't know about that. The beach, I would definitely consider to be...
0: Um... The beach and train spotting, I would definitely say they, they have... Very large cult followers. The the, the, the twenty eight days yeah. twenty eight days later. Sunshine, not a chance. Those are not yeah, cult sun, films sun, at all.
1: Sunshine, sunshine. I can wrap my I can wrap my brain around sunshine.
0: the The next one, these guys keep bouncing between cult and mainstream to me, so I don't disagree with their inclusion on this list. And that's the Coen yeah. Brothers.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Uh, you got stuff like Blood Simple. Big Big Lebowski, definitely. But like Fargo
0: was a mainstream hit right off the bat, and so yeah, the the Coens, I don't disagree with that. Now the next guy, okay, he, this is the one that really divides me because you talk about mainstream films that are built around a cult audience, and that is Terry Gilliam movies.
1: I totally agree with him being on this list. Yes,
0: because I mean, Twelve Monkeys, Time Bandits, Baron Munchausen, f- In Brazil, those yeah. are cult films. And I mean, Brazil is my all-time favorite movie, in any category. Yeah. And but Gilliam deserves to be on this list. Oh yeah, I would definitely throw in for that one. Uh, Fisher King, yes, Fisher King too. Yeah, like I, honestly, I think the only one of his movies I've watched and never really liked was Tideland. I've never seen. That's one I haven't seen. So
1: I never, it, I never see, I never did see Tideland. I didn't see that, and I didn't see Brothers Grimm either.
0: Uh, Brothers Grimm. I heard he kind of had taken away from him, so I kind of avoided yep. it because it's. I've heard it's not really a Terry Gilliam film. Yeah, I yeah, heard that the one feels that one feels a lot more like a studio film. Yeah, like it, it, it's definitely it's it's overproduced. All Get Out, but uh. yeah. And then and then this guy who made this list a- added a group of honorable mentions, and my the funny thing is almost every one of the honorable mentions are more of a cult director than most what's of the people the, he put on hell?
1: there. I didn't see this when you sent it to me earlier. This is a okay this is what the really <laughs> yeah this is a this is an actual list of cult directors Ed Wood Dario Argento Lucio Fulci Jess Franco John Waters Mario Bava Russ Meyer yeah I don't like I don't like Lars von Trier nor do I like Larry Clark but they are those two are I would say are cult directors
0: Yeah I mean his honorable mentions are more cult director than Fred his cult director list Yeah Henton Lauder come on and then when I brought up, the, the, the ones I brought up were Bruno Matai, Avideo Asantis, and James Glickenhaus. And yeah. he actually points out to me, Scalps, Island of the Living Dead, Beyond the Door, Tentacles, really? Those sound like horror films, not cult films. And most of those are obsolete. What oh. the f*** does that mean? They're how, obsolete. How, how like, a movie obsolete? Yeah. How what?
1: The, what, uh, since, when, since when? Since when is a movie, not a cult film, Because it's a horror film.
0: His reasoning just, and and the films he listed, Scalps, Island of the Living Dead, Beyond the Door, and Tentacles, are all cult films.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: (laughs) It's like, you know, and then the guy tries to keep justifying himself. He has a book, Brad and Brian. He has a cult film book that tells him. He even points out, for God's sake, Wikipedia's definition of a cult film.
1: You know what? Snooky has a book, so piss off with that.
0: Exactly, and uh, I actually clicked on the Wikipedia one. The Wikipedia one is so weird, such as, did you know, according to Wikipedia, Death Wish 2 is a cult film? Not Death Wish 1, not 3, 4, or 5, just Death Wish 2 is a cult film, apparently. <laughs> what the hell kind of logic is that? I'm actually pulling that up right now, like, oh, Batteries Not Included, yeah, that, that's a cult film for you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, did you, so do you guys see what I'm saying about how insane this guy's list is? I'm just looking that I think Wikipedia is insane, too, unless this guy edited the entire article. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, cult film. Not really, no. Not really, no. Lord. no. Keep going, Brian. Let's, let's see what else is on there, because I don't have that pulled up.
1: This is the Wikipedia entry for cult films?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and its sequel. I would say Maybe, the sequel. Yeah. The sequel, definitely. Yeah, the first one was a pretty mainstream hit. Like yeah. some of the, some of the stuff on here I can agree with like uh like uh, uh blue sunshine yes uh, yeah absolutely Lieberman, very much a cult director well, let's the, see, gods what... must, the gods must be crazy absolutely
1: uh, the wall uh blade runner i i would say that i i agree with that
0: but okay let's take a take a look at for the listeners the list of the people we just went over that are on this cult film list By his definition of a cult film, shouldn't Lucas and Cameron and Spielberg and even, for God's sake, Michael Bay be be cult directors then? Because by his definition, Transformers would be a cult film. And so would E.T. and Star Wars. There's
1: some here on Wikipedia. Yeah, Toxic Avenger, definitely. Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, Lloyd Kaufman, cult director, absolutely
1: absolutely oh my god
0: but but the fact that he just dismissed james glickenhouse um mm-hmm. james glickenhouse is almost a definition of a modern cult director isn't he yeah they they have listed here dude where's my car <laughs> I, like I, I said, right? It's, it's Wikipedia. It's <laughs> Wikipedia. That's why I laughed with how weak his argument was when he cited Wikipedia's list of cult films as one of his defining factors of what a cult film was. When he was that's, that's arguing what... with myself and the other thirty people that were bitching at him, that do you know what a fucking cult film is?
1: There's like, some. There's a good. There's a good section on here too. Oh of uh, God. there's one section on here that lists under like so bad they're good cult films they they got some pretty good ones on here like i t- totally show girls uh yeah showgirls definitely uh silent night deadly night part two troll two wicker man uh the remake yeah um, uh,
0: I'll, I'll give you all those
1: uh mommy dearest i mommy dearest is one of my favorite movies
0: i haven't seen that since i was a kid so i don't remember so good oh my god i love that movie um, what, what do you got, Brian? I heard you kind of stumbling like you were just flabbergasted back there. Oh Lord, I, Zoolander? Does that one, is that one no, a cool film for no. you? Universal Soldier Regeneration? <laughs> that works for you? Maybe the first Universal Soldier. Maybe sure, the original. Sure. The sequels? No. <laughs> is that the one with Burt Reynolds?
1: He was in one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember which one. But yeah, is that the one with Burt Reynolds or the one where Jean-Claude came back? I, don't, I, don't I think know. that was
1: the return. Bill Bill Goldberg and uh, Van Damme were in the same one. That was that was the return. The Burt Reynolds one. I can't
0: remember if that was two or three. Okay, but like, oh, Brad, you will like this one. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I actually agree. Uh, with I, that. I, yeah, I'll agree that that did develop a huge cult following. Shaun of the yeah. Dead. Shaun of the Dead would be a cult film. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give I mean, you Shaun of the Dead.
1: Sometimes the audience we we're talking about cult audiences, and sometimes it is very, very true that sometimes the audience can certainly make a lot of times the audience can make something a cult film. Not always. But...
0: I, I, I wonder what, what he would have done if instead of like me saying Glickenhouse, if I would have said Lucio Fulci. If he would have been <laughs> he he probably would have gone, No, he's never made a cult film. Um oh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, pretty sure his Yeah, his entire uh-huh. career is one giant string of cult films. Yeah, The
1: Beyond No Way. That's got spiders in it. That's not a cult film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it also has an awesome ending. Yeah, it does. I love that last fi- that last 5 minutes. Uh-huh. Is just gorgeous, man. Oh, even even beautiful. the 7 Doors of Death version cuz the music's totally different so you it feels different. That one works too.
1: It does! I completely agree. The Seven Doors of Death version, I thought, actually had a pretty good soundtrack to it as well.
0: Gates of Hell! The Maggot Storm Alone! Yeah. <laughs> that's a cult scene. I mean, good God, zombie! Zombie versus Shark. That's probably one of the most iconic cult images from an obscure horror film that's wormed its way into popular culture. They even chick- used it in a goddamn internet commercial!
1: The chick in Gates of Hell who vomits up her own intestines. Yeah.
0: Fulci is a cult director. God damn it! Yes, he is. <laughs> so I just, w- when I read this list, I just freaked the hell out. I- I'm like, We're- if this was a troll, it was a beautiful trolling. But the way the guy defended it, tried to defend himself, if he's he a was troll, serious.
1: If he's a troll and he did this as a joke, we are officially the dumbest f-ing people on the internet right now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I don't. I don't think he did. Do, do you guys after when you read his his page, did it feel trollish? Not really. Um, I,
1: you know, I've seen. I have seen some articles that are written like that that did turn out to be like April Fool's Day jokes or trolling. So you know, maybe it's possible.
0: But the way the guy was defend, trying to defend himself in the comments leads me to believe Bad, he truly they, believes it. Would,
1: would, that's what you would do if you were trolling.
0: Maybe. So so maybe. But like I said, I'm not giving this guy any extra hits when from our site.
1: Not, since when does a troll not speak up if you <laughs> argue against him?
0: Fair enough. All <laughs> right. Where can we find Brad Jones?
1: Thecinemasnob.com.
0: Brian Lewis? Also thecinemasnob.com. You leech. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's a living. You can find me at 1201beyond.com and reach the show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Have a good night, and go out and watch a cult film. Not a fake cult film, people, okay? A f***ing cult film. Good night.